When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Welcome back, tennis fans. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. It is the men's final preview. It's Novak Djokovic closing in on the calendar year Grand Slam. But he's up against a mad Russian, Daniel Medvedev, looking for his very first Grand Slam at the third attempt. Can he do it, JG, is the question. It's going to be a, a very, very interesting final, this one, I think. Well, this is a bit more normal than the women's in the fact that it's the number one seed versus the number two seed. Daniel Medvedev in his third Grand Slam final. It usually takes a few times, um, making what Radu Kanu did even more crazy. But yeah, this is this should have been the biggest story of the US Open. And that's Novak Djokovic going for the calendar year slam. Some would argue it is. I think you could definitely make a case for it because it is something which I didn't think was ever possible. Um, I feel like in this modern generation of tennis as well, not so much the older stuff, I never thought anyone would win four Grand Slams in one year because I think it's just so mentally challenging on the body. Um sorry, mentally demanding on the mind and physically challenging demanding on the body because it is 
something which is unheard of. I feel like the Roland Garros to Wimbledon win is one of the hardest transitions in tennis. Djokovic yep. did that. So once he's done that, this in theory should be a little, a little bit easier, the US Open. But it's still not going to be that easy because he's got one match now against the number two seed. Um, a lot of people would say the best hard quarter um, currently yep. in the world. He's very, very solid. But he did play Djokovic at the start of the year in Australia and got demolished. He did indeed. Uh, I think you're right. I don't think that people are even thinking about what has he, he's already achieved. Three uh, Grand Slams in a calendar year is incredible. And the one which is the most difficult, as you've said already, the French to Wimbledon transition. I just think that as soon as he uh, had knocked Rafael Nadal out of the French Open, he just there was something in his mind that thought, now it's on. Now I'm fully invested in this. Uh, the, it was a dream, I think, before that. Yeah. And ne then it became reality. Once you've got past Rafa at Roland Garros, it was his to lose. And he went on and won that. Uh, it was a very uh, much adversity he went through in the final, but five sets against Sittipas. Then to Wimbledon, made it look easy at Wimbledon, not going to lie. I thought he absolutely cruised it. And now we're building up to the US Open, his uh, least popular Grand Slam, really. Uh, and yep. he hasn't done as well there uh, as the other hardcore Grand Slam. Obviously, Australia is his home, really, second home. Well, our patron here, Gene. How are we doing, Gene? Thanks for joining us again, saying three titles, five losses. So he's lost more times in the final than he's won at the US Open, which you can't say about any, many of the other slams. So, it, yeah, it, we can, you can look at all of these kind of things, but you remember it's Daniel Medvedev. He's never won any. Um, he means no. business, though. I've seen some of the quotes from him. Yeah. I know we're going to get on to it later on in the video, but he knows this is a real good shot for him. Because there's no certainty that he gets to slam finals. I feel like in the men's side of things, you've got to take your opportunity when it arises because you never know. Uh, Rafa's going to be back next year. Uh, Federer as well. I think Federer, Medvedev, there's not really much of a battle. Medvedev should be able to beat him as long yeah. as it's not on clay. But Rafa, I don't know. He could run him close a little bit. Um, but yeah, let's get on to the tweets anyway because I'm going to keep talking. Indeed, yeah. So, yeah, starting off with this one uh, from uh, Yusuf saying, only three years ago, Djokovic had 12 Grand Slams. Tomorrow he plays for number 21. Has there ever been a more dominant athlete in their 30s? Well, None. the only person springs to mind is Cristiano Ronaldo. If you're looking at sort of that elite level of athlete, mm. you've got the likes of Ronaldo, Djokovic. They're both doing things which aren't really human. And, yeah, there's probably not been someone as dominant as either of them two. People could argue even Djokovic has been because this decade, no one's come close to him. And no. I don't mean a few years. It's been a decade of dominance from him. It literally has. I mean, I alluded to it in the in the song as well. Uh, he's won 19 out of the last 42 Grand Slams, which is pretty much... Pretty much half, let's yeah. just say, of the last 42 Grand Slams, which is pretty much obscene. Uh, I I just don't know if anybody... Do you know what? That stat would be crazy if he's reached, say, 19 finals out of the last 42 Grand Slams. But he's, that's, the one, that's the actual winning count. I yeah, hate to know what the final count was. 
Oh, it's more uh, than yeah. half, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I can't even go through and count all of the no. finals. It's just ridiculous. This guy is on another level, and he has fifth gear. I think I've just been saying that this tournament. I'm going to c- keep calling it. He has that extra gear to go into in the fifth set. I'm calling it fifth gear. He goes through all the other sets and goes right. Now we're into the fifth. Jujum, right. It's like Mo Farah on the straight uh, at the Olympics. Oh, I've got another level. Yeah, I'm just going to sprint the last like, 100 meters. That's pretty much Djokovic in five sets. He has a sprint finish. And it's amazing to see him do it every time. Yeah. Anyway, move on to the next one. Well, this is just a quote here from Djokovic. They've both been doing a, quite a bit of media. I've really liked some of the quotes, actually, what's come out of it. And you can see him there roaring on, saying, I'm going to treat this match, this next match, like it's the last match of my career. Um, he's gone along the lines of how this is the most important match ever for him. He's going to do everything. He's going to mm. put every ounce of energy he has, all of his mental um, strength into, the, into, into every point. And let's see if it works for him. I feel like if he's doing this... Medvedev must be quaking a little bit inside <laughs> because he doesn't he doesn't always have to do that and he's still very good. So when he's applying himself fully, listen, mate, as much as I've got Medvedev winning, I can I can only see it going one way. Like, listen, he sold me. He's he's won me over with his words. He's won me over with his actions on court and he's looked by far the best player now. I know everybody was saying, oh, the first week, what's wrong with him? He looks a bit oh, out of sort. But well, the second week he definitely looks the best player in the tournament. So I don't think we can really even question him. He always gets better as it goes on. This year he didn't have any warm up, so he looked a bit more rusty in the first few matches. But it doesn't matter. He's conditioned for five sets. Even if he had to win the first whole week in five sets every match, I think it'd yep. still be fine. So uh, move on to the next one. We've got Zverev on Djokovic. This is yeah. an interesting one. I think mentally... It's after the loss. On... I think it was after yeah, the loss. After... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was after the loss. I think mentally is the best player to ever play the game. Mentally, in the most important moments, I would rather play against uh, anybody else but him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I... no, I agree. I think everyone feels the same. No yeah. one wants to play him, certainly over best of five. We've spoke about that different dynamic as well in a Grand Slam, unplayable. Zverev was able to beat him in the Olympics in a best of three scenario. You can't do it. You just can't in a best of five. We saw what he did in that fifth set. Um, mm. There was a moment in that where we thought he was going to potentially bagel Zverev. And he just comes up the trap so fast. He's just a different animal. He doesn't look tired at all. Yeah, like I've said it many times. I think if tennis was played over, say, best of seven sets, then we would see him most likely bagel players in the last in the last set every time. Oh, I think he would I think probably we'll see an, an endless amount of bagels or breadsticks as the later it goes on. He'd win every slam. There, there wouldn't even be a competition then. It would be. I think best of five gives everybody else a little bit of a chance. If they've got to win four sets, God, that's never going to happen against Djokovic. He would win everything. Yeah, literally everything. If anything, that that's probably why they were talking about trying to reduce it down to three rather than have <laughs> it at five, just to try and give everyone else a chance. But that's just credit to him. He, it's like a marathon. 
these type of things and the fact that he's managed to condition himself into like a marathon runner uh it's incredible a lot of the other players think how much hard work goes in behind the scenes everybody takes it for granted they just think oh he might just be just naturally gifted oh he's just one of these players he just he his training regime is probably the hardest out of everybody. All of the little things he does, all of his yoga, all of the, he's the stretchiest, most flexible. He's probably more flexible than ballerinas and people like that. It's crazy. This guy, he can bend his body. He can bend his body. Some of the shots we saw against Vera was was blown away. I think we saw one of the longest rallies I've ever witnessed on court. Um, What was it? 50 or 60 53 shots. shots. They they showed it on the US Open account. They've posted the whole the whole clip. I recommend okay. watching it if you haven't already. And in the live chat, we've got a lot of people giving all of the different animals which we could see for this for this match. Obviously, mm. Djokovic known as the wolf. We've got Alexander saying the wolf versus the koala, koala bear. I think it's just because we've got Medi Bear, then where we call him the uh. octopus. Uh Djokovic, well, there's plenty of names and different animals we have for him. Um, but the big one at the moment is the wolf, isn't it? Wolf Indeed. mentality. Yeah, the wolf mentality definitely does have it. And uh, when he a gets, a lot of people his... call him a goat as well for other reasons. Well, when he gets his teeth stuck into a, pe- a person, then he doesn't tend to let go. I think the wolf is a very apt one. Uh, I just think Medvedev. I know we call him the octopus. He could be like a fish out of water in this final. We're going to find out though. His best. Uh, his best slam final was the US Open. We've got to remember yep. that. Uh, he's better uh, in this time of the year. Traditionally, the beginning of the year isn't his really his thing. I, I'm surprised he got to the... It's because of his run of form he got to the Australian Open final. Yep. Normally, you wouldn't see him perform that well at the in January or February. Now... Well, we've got Slav here saying, Novak, say to Medi, listen, let me win here and I'll let you win the Australian Open. Enjoy just my fantasy. <laughs> Let me win here. Listen, well, Djokovic would take it. He would take a, a loss at the Australia in oh, Australia next I year if he could oh. just get this calendar year slam. Of course he would, Ben. I'd say I'll He's let you win this one next year. This opportunity. I'll let you win the US Open next year. He will he can go for ten Australian opens, isn't it, next? So I'm sure that'll be on his uh, radar. Yeah, but I don't think well. anything really equals a calendar year slam. That's in its own league entirely. Oh, it's never happened in the open era, as we know. Yeah. The only the last male player to do it was Rod Laver back in '69, and that well, obviously we had on the women's side Steffi Graf. She won the Golden Slam in in '88, but on the men's side, there's been nothing in since '69, and. That's pretty amazing that he could be the first guy in this incredible era as well with so many talented uh, tennis players to do it. It's definitely possible. We've got another patron here going yoga for the win. I think he's talking about the flexibility there of Djokovic. Um, Yeah. Liam, a big yoga fan as well. Yeah. And and the, the big three tweeting out. This is a good one. Number of times reaching all four Grand Slam finals in one season. Federer three times, Djokovic two, Nadal zero. Not a stat I like that much, but you've got to <laughs> listen. You've got a heap lot of praise on both Federer and Djokovic, but neither of them been able to do it so far. Djokovic is a big favourite to do it later on. We'll find out. Well, come come this evening, whether he was able to, and just on them three finals for Federer or three three times he reached four finals. Yes, they were 
because I brought it up just to just to make sure it was 06, 07 and 2009 where in 06 and 07 he won all of them apart from Roland Garros where he reached the final both times. Um, yeah. He lost to Rafael Nadal, of course, in both of them. And then yep. in 09, he lost the final to... Uh, who did he lose Rafa. the final to? I think Rafa <laughs> Nadal Australia. again. Yeah. <laughs> Rafa was just that, that was his that chance. Moment. That was his chance. And then, and then he lost to Del Potro in the U.S. Open. Uh, that really was how mad is it? The year that he won the French Open, he lost the two hard court titles. <laughs> 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 just that uh, you can't write it, can you? A poor old Rog. He was uh, did his best to try and get that calendar year slam. It was an era of dominance, though. I think that one getting to all those finals for Federer, uh, but you ultimately you've got to win them all. And Djokovic yeah. has the opportunity now to potentially win them all. Yeah, I love the... Rafa during them times anyway. I thought it was special. Yeah, it really um, was. Shout out to my Rafa fans. Right. Anyway, on to this one. Medvedev on his bid to stop Djokovic from the calendar slam. I'll probably be in the history books if I don't let him do this. I will give it my all. Oh, so he's coming out. Well, he'll be in the history books regardless. It'll be yeah. just for the wrong reason because he'll be yeah. next to his name, <laughs> defeat. Maybe, yeah. That's that is not something that you uh, want to be in. Uh, you don't want to be the final leg on Djokovic's quest yeah. to uh, claiming this thing. There's a few people along the way. Berrettini is obviously on there. Tsitsipas is on there, uh, and Medvedev's already on there. <laughs> he can be on there twice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's been still a good year for Medvedev. The second Slam final of the year. Well, he gets better now. He just starts the year terrible. Uh, he has. Well, the ability to get bageled early early year by the likes of Jill Simon. But then at towards the end of the year, he beats everyone. We saw him in the ATP finals. He's probably going to be the favourite for the ATP finals this year in Turin, let's be honest. Paris because Masters. He flourishes. Yeah, Paris yeah. Masters as well. I expect him to probably win, depending on Djokovic and what he's doing and other players. Uh, but yeah, Daniel Medvedev, can he do it? That's the big thing. We'll, we'll be giving our prediction towards the end of this one. Mm. Um, so wait wait along for that I know we've got a lot of people here make sure to like the video if you haven't already uh, just moving on to the next one yeah for sure I think this is quite a good one and this is the time spent on court for both finalists Medvedev 10 hours 42 minutes Djokovic 16 hours 17 minutes <laughs> so it's a lot more and you wouldn't be surprised to see Daniel go for long rallies on purpose on the other hand Djokovic might try to shorten points as much as possible with a lot of net play and we've seen Djokovic when he when he was wanting to shorten points, he goes for a lot of drop shots. We called yeah. him drop shot of it for a while, and that could be a tactic. But I think we both agree that physically he's better than everyone else. So there's no reason for him to have to shorten it too much because I think, regardless of the extra six hours or five hours and so on court, I think it's still an even playing field fitness wise. Yeah, I think. Djokovic even may still be the favourite, to be honest, if it goes to five sets. I don't I don't see that this 16 hours as being anything negative at all. I know that people are going to say... Well, it would be, though. Let's be honest. If we this was two other players, yeah, let's say, it, argument's sake, it was uh, Med, uh, Zverev in this final, and he's been an extra six hours than Medvedev. I think that could then play a factor, and then we can be talking about how Medvedev had a good chance, but not against Djokovic. He's just another another breed altogether. Yeah. Uh, Liam, they're asking, what's the odds on Medi winning the first set? Because it's definitely happening. That's a that's a wise bet. If anyone uh, wants to take uh, the bet, take Medi first set 
but then probably Djokovic in four. <laughs> well, it's possible. I think the I've always I've said this throughout the tournament. You look at those hours on court. I would probably say if you're looking at Djokovic's hours on court, halve it, and that's probably how long he's been on court compared to everybody else. Uh, so probably he's been on court about eight hours in Djokovic in in real person terms. Yeah, you always say that, and you always half them. Yeah, I think so because I think. He didn't even have tournaments coming into this. So all of those players have played tournaments. So in theory, I know he's played this over two weeks, but the other players have been getting in deep into like the other tournaments as well. So I just think you can't look at Zverev. Zverev, he played a tournament. He'd won all the way in Cincinnati. So he'd been all the way to a, the final of a tournament just coming into this tournament. Yeah, I just don't think you can look at it like that. I just think that... You look at Djokovic, I don't think time on court means anything. And you just heard how much desire he has for this. If you think he's going away in a fifth set, <laughs> you've got another thing coming. I'm telling you, mate. Anyway. Yeah, agreed. Move. We've got Jugoslav saying, I know I talk uh, too much, but I have a bet another 100 euro on Novak to win 4-1. I hope to not to lose this one. Well, 4-1 was probably the most popular. 4-1? Um... 3-1, do you mean? Oh, winning four, so winning four, oh, three, right. one. Okay. I think that's what he means. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew what he meant, but okay. I, I think he's written it wrong there. But yeah, three one is the the most likely score. Yeah, okay. Let's move on to the next one. So Ben Rovenberg, he's back again. Not the most popular person on Twitter, but he definitely has some really good tweets. And he's saying here, definitely, you know what's uh, what's hecking nuts, folks? Bit of a weird start. Saying <laughs> Emma Raducanu just become the third woman born in the 2000s to win a major alongside obviously Savontek and Andreescu. Uh, tomorrow, Daniel Medvedev is trying to become only the second man born in the 1990s to win a major. And the last one being Dominic Team last year, wasn't it? Um, at the US Open beating Zverev during the COVID times with no one there. And we spoke about how you need to be of a certain age to win a grand slam. It takes so long polar opposite on the women's side because you have these young players yep. coming through um, but that's mad what only one man has won in the 1990s a major in, in the men's uh, that blew me away I remember covering it at the yeah. time but it's just crazy especially after what's happened with, with Emma yeah yeah sorry just to go back to the uh, live chat Gemma just uh, saying he meant the odds were 4 to 1 so for every 100 pounds he returned 400 okay so apologies okay. if i uh, called you out for saying three sets uh, four sets to one <clears throat> yeah i think it's incredible the 90s well to only have one grand slam champion uh, from people born in the 90s that's pretty mad and Medvedev, well, that must be overdue one then. Well, overdue another one. Dominic Team, would he have won it if Djokovic hadn't got defaulted last year? We don't know. Probably would have been Djokovic again, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. And listen, mate, are we ever going to see something crazy like a real young guy, like an Alcaraz or something, win a US Open? I think it's just too hard on the men's. I'm not sure if it's possible. Um, I think eventually. I think he'll get there. I just think Alcaraz... I'd love showed... to see a real star come through and do it, but let's see. Daniel Medvedev, though, if he can do it, he's going to write himself in the history books. And I think he's uh, been knocking on the door for some time. This is now, what, his third Grand Slam final? Yes. So US Open, five sets against Rafa, was very close in that one. And then obviously the three sets earlier this year against Novak in Australia, where, I mean... He, he looked like a bit of a deer in the headlights against Novak in Australia. I think Australia is just Novak's place. And 
it's an intimidating place to go up against them. I think in the US, not so much as places. The crowd uh, probably be favouring Medvedev, I think. I don't know yeah. why. They just seem to really get on Novak's back in the US. So that might favour, but Djokovic loves it, though. He loves putting his ear to the crowd every time he proves them wrong. So... Listen, and as much as we've said sometimes Djokovic has had easy draws in some of these slams this year, if we just look at the finals, you've got to agree they're the best players on that surface at the time. Yep. If I start the Daniel Medvedev, I've always said I think he is the best hard quarter. You've then got on the clay, Stefano Tsitsipas. He's been the best clay quarter. It's obviously a side from Rafa, but he played him before as well. So he had yep. Rafa then Tsitsipas. Doesn't get harder than that for the last few rounds. And I know all the rounds before are quite simple. And he's been, well, he's gifted it because he's the number one seed and he's deserved to be that. And then you look at on the grass, Berrettini, the biggest server, was looking amazing. I thought he was the best grass quarter going into Wimbledon. Played him in the final and beat him. And now yep. again, playing Medvedev on the hard court. So I think Medvedev as well, the US Open is a lot better than Australia. Uh, yep. You'd probably say the Zverev in Australia maybe is a bit tougher, but then he beat him in four sets before. So he's had to beat the very best young players coming through to get what to get to where he is right now. So you can dismiss his achievements by saying he's had easy uh, draws and, and opponents before, but ultimately towards the, the back end and the business end of the events, He's had to play the very best and beat him. He really has. It's a very tough one. Uh, it's a tough one to call because I know it's different in America. I think that Medvedev will be better than he was in Australia, for sure. So, mind-blowing stats coming at us. Do you want to go through these ones or shall yeah, I? Yeah, I can do it, mate. And then go we'll on. go on to our prediction and then we'll wrap it up there. Yep. But the mind-blowing Djokovic stats is his 31st Grand Slam final. His ninth Australian, uh, no, sorry, US Open final. He's done more than nine at the, at the Australia. Yeah. Uh, and 27-0 in Grand Slams in 2021. On Sunday, he'll go for his 21st major title, the Grand Slam, or yeah. otherwise known as the Calendar Year Slam. Yes. Can he do it, though, Ben? So this is the moment. Over to you. Can Novak Djokovic lift the trophy in America and win the Calendar Year Slam? Well... JG, very good question indeed. I'm just going to give you my exact thoughts on how I see it going. I think Daniel Medvedev will be better than in Australia. I think he proved it against Rafa in the final in the US. Uh, he has good potential in to win the US Open. I think his route through, he hasn't really been tested, which is a bit of a yeah. worry for me. Um because has Daniel Medvedev had to find that extra gear in any of the matches where no. he's playing his best? I don't think he has. And that it's really down to whether I think it's either going to be for me Djokovic winning in five, but it's just dependent if if Daniel Medvedev, if that is the, the cause. If, he, if he's just really fresh and he just comes on court and starts really playing well, I think it could will be Djokovic in five, but then... If it's not, I think it'll be, he'll only get a set and it'll be Djokovic in four, the standard one. I'm going to go Djokovic in five, though. I'm going to go for the big one. I think Djokovic knows how to win that fifth set and he won't care about going to another one. Well, gosh, you put it on me now. So, I guess I've got to give mine. Um, if we are to get yours, it will be pretty special having another five-setter. That'll be back-to-back -back for him. And I would agree that if, if it goes to five, he wins. 
I'm going to blow you away a little bit. And this could be slightly biased in the fact that I do win the overall bracket if it happens. And being a big Rafa fan, I don't want to see Djokovic, the all-time leading Grand Slam <laughs> leader. As much as I think it's most likely going to happen, there's two different sides of me talking right now. I've got my heart and my head, and I'm going to have to follow a combination of the two. And that is Djokovic is going to lose this final and Daniel Medvedev is going to win his first Grand Slam. And I think the way it's going to happen is four sets. Um, I think Djokovic is going to take the first as well. So it could be a, a bit of a different kind of feel. I think it's not a good sign if Medvedev wins the first because all that does is gets Djokovic going and he loves playing from behind. I think if he takes that first set, Medvedev may play with a little bit more freedom and he knows he's not really got much to lose from that moment on because he's down a set against the world number one. Uh, the crowd, I reckon, are going to really get behind him at that moment because they're going to want to see the match sort of as long as possible. And that is my reason. I'm going to be going Daniel Medvedev to cause a bit of a shock here and win the final in four and stop the calendar year slam. Wow, you heard it here first. And stop Jay. 21. I think your, your bracket's speaking more than you're speaking. <laughs> no, it's not just my bracket. I think it's possible. I really do. I think Medi could do it. Well, it would be a real kick in the teeth for Novak. Zverev taking away the Olympic gold, then Med taking away the calendar year Grand Slam. That would be a horrible end to the year for Novak Djokovic, I'll tell you. And I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to go for the calendar slam again next year, if that's the case. I don't think he'll let up on trying to complete it. He's still got, there's more fight in the old dog yet. That's what I'm going to say. So yeah, I can see I've, I've upset a lot of people in the live chat. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you're gonna... Djokovic, but that's it's what's going to happen. I'm expecting His, it. History. Um, yep. And listen, man, I'll be the first person to congratulate Novak Djokovic if he's able to achieve it. Um, because it's something I didn't think was ever possible. So it's going to make it a fascinating final. We'll both be going for the for opposite players, and let's see how it how it happens. Um, we've got. I thought this was quite a funny one. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, Edgar, they're saying this is like predicting team to beat Rafa in a Roland Garros final. It does. <laughs> it, I guess I would agree with you if this was in Australia, but it's not in the US. I think it is a little bit more even than what it would be in Australia. Um, predicting Medvedev to beat. Djokovic in Australia would have been a definitely like team to beat Rafa, which, listen, I'm a big Rafa fan. There was a moment in some of them where I thought maybe this could be team's moment because he's looking great on the clay, but Rafa always comes out strong and is able to do it. Djokovic, is he going to come out strong and show what he can do here? It's a good chance he will, but I'm going to be going for the Medi Bear win. Well, we'll have to wait and see. The Wolf, will he be howling uh, at the end of the match and... Will we be seeing that same image we've seen so many times? Novak Djokovic with a 21st Grand Slam trophy, being the standalone person at the top of the pile. We'll have yeah. to wait and see. Join us for it later, guys. Wah! It's exciting. I'm excited now. That's yeah, 9 p.m. start in the UK um, and 4 p.m. in America. So you don't want to miss it. Indeed. That's it for now, isn't it? Yeah, let's wrap, wrap it, up it up there. If you haven't already, guys, please hit the like button on the video, subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you later on for the big final. Um, only one place to watch it on Game to Love with us. Come on. See you then. See you guys soon.
Social Podcast Network.